Hello, everyone. This is Culture Comms and Cocktails, Internal Comms Serve Straight Up. I'm your host, Chuck Go, Senior Strategic Advisor at Social Chorus, and I'm thrilled today to invite to the podcast Brittany Barheit, Communications Leader at Owens Corning. Brittany, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Now, first and foremost, in this pandemic that we're in, I do like to ask everybody, how are you doing? Where does this podcast find you today? How are the, the people you love uh, doing during this critical time? Thanks for asking. Well, it's definitely a challenging time, I know, for all of us. Um, I'm lucky enough to live. I'm at my home today. We have flexible hours at Owens Corning. I live two doors down from my one sister and a block away from my mom and other sister. So luckily, I've been able to socially distance walk during this time. Um, but as a communications person, I'm sure other people listening to this podcast feel the same way. It's been a crucial time for communications, a very busy time. And I found connection through our communications has really been key for us. And Social Course has helped with that. So I've been trying to focus a lot there. Yeah, taking care of your yourself, and I love that social distance walks and having a community to be able to do that is good, especially if family members, even better, exactly. to be able to check on them. Uh, Owens Corning has been a social course customer now for a few years. And what I'm curious about is, as a communicator, is there anything that you've learned about content and how employees consume content that maybe you didn't know before? Sure, I think the data we've been able to gather from using social course has really been eye-opening. One thing is people love leader communications. We've always guessed that and thought that, but they really love the authentic leader communications, the quick videos from their home. Uh, we just had a leader do a shot from his RV and people like to see them in their authentic landscapes or homes, but also one of our top performing posts were at, was actually a um, CEO post of his pink Christmas tree, because we're known for pink at Owens Corning, mm -hmm. um, and his dog. Uh, still to this day, that was one of the top performing posts. So while he gives a lot of great updates, people love that authentic get to know the personal side of our leaders. They also really like user submitted content. I'm People like to hear the business updates and the leader communications, but they're more apt to cheer each other on and be cheerleaders and comment and interact with the user submitted content. So we see that do really well. Um, as usual with social media, uh, pictures, images, say a thousand words. So people like those quick hits. They don't have a ton of time, but they love to scroll through it and see those items as well. So I think the data has really shown that. And finally, I would say local content. While we have a corporate hub, we do a lot of communications from, we help create facility or country channels and people love to have their local content shared because if you're in a facility, you're closer to those leaders, those different topics. And so that means a lot to you. So they go in to see a lot of that local organic content. Now, I'm curious from uh, the marketing and brand team, did they verify that the tree was the right Pantone color of pink? It was not, had. but don't tell the branding team. <laughs> <laughs> that one's hard to find. It's very bright pink. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that it is, uh, but, but it definitely trying to be on brand, even at Correct. Christmas time, which is, which is pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned about the that balance of the global content, which, which you're part of creating, plus then that local content, how do you find that balance? Do you see some locations doing better than others and what, what in your mind qualifies as better? 
Um, yeah, so I do see some locations probably having more activity, more engagement, which qualifies a little bit as better, but I don't want to put down those that might not be getting quite as much um, interactivity yet because it's coming. Um, I will say one of the things that we find is we've tried to set up processes to help those because not everybody in those local places are communicators in their day job. They have their own jobs as HR, plant leaders. Um, we've had lots of different folks step up and say, we find it important to have a local channel um, but this is my side job so if we can equip them with image libraries and best practices and show them how to quickly use program studio to better manage their content we find that um, us helping guide them makes it easier for them to put their local content so that does seem to do well I love that the word you use saying saying that they stepped up and I think that that's good advice for uh, communicators that they're looking to encourage other participants out there, whether it's site leader, an HR leader, whoever that is, asking them to step up. And, and it, is a, it does become a side job, but hopefully it makes their, their normal job maybe a little bit easier because right. they're in control of their communication. Yeah, when they have the opportunity to share, for example, we have a project management team. Um, we have another one that focuses on process improvements and manufacturing, and they both have launched channels. And it's an opportunity for them to share change management communications and their programs in a different channel. But yeah, it's a new learning strategy for them to learn how to use the tool, but hopefully in the end, we'll make it easier for them to share their um, really good messages um, company-wide. Now, the, the program you use there is called OC Now. Yes. And use multiple endpoints out there, the app being one. But recently you changed the strategy of the web or what we call the web experience for people that want to access this news and information from their browser. What has that response been with that change in strategy and what, what did you change around it? Yeah, definitely. Very exciting. When we um, first started launching Social Course, what we call OC Now, we found that our salaried employees who were more desk at their desk a lot, they like to interact with the browser still. But our SharePoint, our intranet site, was still our main page. So it took an extra click to get to see OC Now. Um, while our primary employees, the plant floors, they tended to be on their mobile phones. So we liked the opportunity to use both. Um, but we still found people were not quite adapting or not reading all the stories, they were still going to the main home page for our intranet, which only could show four stories at a time. So just in July, we, we called it the flip and uh, kind of branded someone doing a backflip. We changed their home page to be OC Now. And OC Now, um, Social Chorus at the top, changed it so that we could um, edit the hyperlinks. So that was huge for us. So we had clickbacks to our intranet and other key resources that people use, like our HRIS system. So it wasn't as big of a change to have Social Chorus pop up. Up. They could read all the different channels, not just four stories, and then click to go to their other resources. Um, we have in improved. Uh, we had like before that happened, 5,000 registered users, and we're now over 10,000. We just celebrated that milestone in less than two months. So we've seen a huge improvement, more activity, more people clicking on posts. Um, our activity levels have increased by 500% because before it wasn't in their face to remind them to look at all that great content. And now it's the first thing they see when they open the homepage. Yeah, when I've talked to other customers about that tactic, they're like, isn't that tricking them? And I'm like, no, it's just making it, you know, first and foremost, for yeah. them, putting that up so they don't have to hunt and find uh, looking for content. Right. And at the and it's just one more click away. So our intranet, because that was a change, we'd say it's just one click away. So they still <laughs> have the opportunity to go to the other resources. We weren't taking that away. We were just making sure it was relevant and 
quickly to uh, connect to that content. I, th I always say we need to think like marketers when we do internal mm -hmm. comm because it needs to be timely, relevant, and in their face. I mean, think about when you walk by a storefront, you get that app reminder that you just passed that store or yep. you get a little ad a little bit later. We need to do the same thing to make sure because we're bombarded with messages every day. So the more we can put it in front of them for easier access, the more they'll be able to grab the information they need. Yeah, there's a lot of internal communicators that don't like to think like marketers. That's a, that's a bad word for them, but I'm, an, I'm on your side on this. I have a marketing background, is. so I'm bringing it, I'm making it the new trend. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You talked about that increase, a 500% increase in activity from employees. I want to talk about now the activity of communicators. So by now having the single point of publishing where, you know, some people might look at it on the app. Some people might look at it on the web. Some people might look at another spot that that should be saving communicators time, or at least being more efficient. So what have you seen now with having that single point in publishing, creating more efficiency? Have you been able to focus more on content or have you been digging in the data more or have you simply been able to take a deep breath and not react and plan more communications? Like what, what communication behavior changes have you seen oh. there at Owens Corning? Sure. So we have an editor of our OC News, we call it, which is our main corporate channel. And she was publishing in two places. So she has been very happy the past few months. So I know she's been happier. I would say we almost might have gotten busier, but not because we're publishing in more places, but because we've gained more awareness from the analytics and more excitement from different departments and people to start their own channels. Um, but I think it's starting to hit a plateau because now we've established processes and procedures and metrics. So I um, mean, yeah, I think we've kind of made it to a point where we have a little more time to, we've implemented it, we have processes, we have channels, we now have um, our way we want people to access it. So now we can step back and be strategic about how to um, adapt and get our primary, our hourly employees on more. How can we look at the analytics and make data-driven decisions with our content? Maybe our stories are too long, maybe, you know. So we've had more time to pay attention to that type of strategic next steps. Yeah, earlier you talked about your hourly employees and the frontline employees at the plant level. Obviously, this is available to them, but in 2020 and 2021, your team has a focus of, I don't want to say rolling it out, but promoting it more to those facilities. So how is that working and what has the results been so far? Yeah, so we had about six key goals as we went into 2020 because we launched in 2019. And one of those was to make eight to 10 best practice plant channels. We really wanted to get those plants comfortable. We wanted to make a process. So we have image libraries, we have training, we have a whole lot of stuff that we have created that they can use as what I like to call a copy smart as we move to different plants. It's not copy exact because every different location is different and they have their own culture, but what can we lift and shift as we launch future channels? So that's one of our approaches. Um, the other reason to have a best practice is to learn before we launch some more and they can be our advocates. So our plant leaders talk all the time to one another. I was just on a call a few weeks ago where one of them's like, what's this OC now? No one has time for it. They can't use their phones except on break. And then one of our plants um, was like, oh, we use it. We've seen great, great uh, results because of this. And we have people going in and we're doing lunch menus and we're doing our safety metrics. And so that plant, once we got them up and running, was able to be our advocate. So um, we've seen that we're excited 
excited by the end of 2020 to have 10 channels launched. As I mentioned, we'll have all our different kind of procedures in place, and then we'll look at our goals for 2021 to duplicate that and continue to get more plants on board. We're at over 80% of salaried employees in it and registered, so we're really looking now to find ways to engage our hourly. The other thing we're working on is what connections, what integrations do we need to do? And so I'm focusing on um, paychecks. We kind of mm -hmm. did some talking and research with our primary um, hourly employees, and we found that they go to their kiosks to look at their paychecks a lot. So how can we integrate, um, we use SAP with uh, Social Chorus, and that's our next steps too, because if we put in things they want to go in for, then they'll see all the other great information once they're in. Yeah, no, that, that's a great idea. If you can get them out of having to go to a kiosk to look at things and do it more privately, especially something like their paycheck right. out there, that's, that, that's a brilliant idea. And anytime you can add more utility to the platform, that's only going to increase its use and make it more usable right. for a lot of people out there. Now, you might have already answered my next question, so I'm going to put you on for more tips. But, okay. I, but I, I know that some communicators who work in environments where there are, there's manufacturing, there's hourly employees, there's plants, they struggle with, with getting adoption or bridging that gap to that workforce. And you talked about the copy smart, which I think is great. But do you have any tips on, for communicators on building uh, relationships with plant leaders or site leaders to show them? Because the example you provided was one said, no, 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 this isn't gonna work. And the other one was like, no, 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 it totally works. So how, how do you start to build those relationships? I think a lot of it, I mean, we can go in with our best presentation and, and everything um, and kind of bells and whistles, but at the end of the day, it helps to have those advocates. And so I have been doing road shows. We went personally before COVID to some places to gauge which plants would be best to first um, target. And we talked to them. We did marketing there. We equipped them with... Um, with all different types of fun marketing items to get their people on board. But as you mentioned, first you need to get the leaders involved. And so we show them um, some of the different stories they can tell, how it's all in one place. They can move some of their um, updates to this platform and get people in and engage instead of maybe posting flyers and posting on their digital sign. We could all move it here if we kind of create a new culture of, you know, Steve coming in, popping up his phone to see what happened on the plant floor, but then also checking out lunch and then as break. So we we try to go through a day in a life of a, a plant or primary worker to show how it's a little different, but how they can still engage. Um, and then we've been doing testimonials. So who that has been an advocate for it, they've come in, they've helped talk and do testimonials to help get our other manufacturing um, plants involved. And I will say COVID has helped us a lot. Um, we, it's kind of the silver lining of something negative, but when we weren't able to connect as well, or um, we had less people even in our plants, uh, we had a whole um, India team come to me and say, listen, we're, we don't, we have a skeleton crew. How can we get information to them? They don't, they don't check their email. Not all of them even have emails. And I said, let's get you four plant channels. And we launched in two weeks to all their India ones. And they have seen great success. Initially, COVID started it, but then they see the benefits. Um, the other suggestion I would be is at the top. We have a couple presidents of our businesses who we've helped get them on board. They see the benefit and they are our best spokespeople because when they were traveling pre-COVID or on calls now saying, check out this on OC now, it gets their people to pay attention and see the benefits as well. I, I love that example of the, the channels in India because it shows the dynamic nature and how this platform can be one thing one day to one audience 
and another thing to a new audience another day without throwing up blockers in the way of doing it. Just saying, nope, we can totally do this. And then two weeks later, there it is. And then those employees are getting the benefit of it. So I think that that's a great, and to echo what you shared before, it is all about relationships mm -hmm. and people building that trust out there. Uh, this is an unscripted question, okay. Brittany, but, but, but seeing your enthusiasm for OC now, I wanna, I wanna ask you this. It's clear that you are very proud of this work that you've done at Owens Corning with OC Now and others involved. What are you most proud of when you think about OC Now? Oh, that's a great question. I would say, well, first of all, you mentioned others, and we have a great team that helps support um, OC Now at Owens Corning. But um, I was always proud of being able to, to help launch with this culture change, because it's not how people initially interacted. It's a different way to think about communications. We took it from more formal news stories, which we still have, but how, how else can we also engage through more of that quick brief um, bulletin types or images. So we're, we're kind of changing the way we think about communications. I, that's one thing I was proud of. But once COVID hit, my mindset changed even more um, because we saw people looking for a way to connect. And what better way than a socially distant tool where you don't have to be by each other. And so we actually launched, um, we went remote in US, um, our China and Asia Pacific folks had earlier, um, March 16th. And after that, we just saw people really struggling personally professionally and so on our community channel which we call voices we started a campaign all about um, where are you working from because some were home some were um, you know stuck somewhere some were going into the office but showing how they were to socially distance at a plant what are you eating what local recipes um, are there cool restaurants doing something that's COVID safe. And we saw a thousand percent increase on this community channel. Wow. And I would that say, is amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. We had thousand percent increase of submissions, people in being interactive because they needed that sense of community. And it was really nice to see that OC now could provide that and show how people were still connecting and still being a part of Owens Corning and outside of Owens Corning, just a part of a community during a really hard global pandemic. Pandemic. So prior to that, I would say like all that we did to get where we went, I was proud of. But now I would say that's my probably favorite story because it was just really needed at the time. That's, that's really great to hear. I'm glad I, I'm glad I asked that question of you. Uh, so the podcast is called Culture Comms and Cocktails. Brittany, so I'm curious, what is your favorite cocktail? Or if somebody's in Northwest Ohio where you're located, What's a, what's a cocktail in a place you'd recommend getting that cocktail? Well, I prefer a weekly Taco Tuesday, so at La Fiesta, <laughs> if you're in the area, but um, I, hands down, a margarita on the rocks any day. Solid recommendation, Brittany. Thanks again for being on the podcast. Thanks for all the great work you're doing there at Owens Corning with OC Now, and thanks to the rest of the team there that has made this a, a great thing. You're right. It's, there's been a really tough time for people in a lot of different ways, professionally and personally. So it's great, as you pointed out, that with OC Now, what maybe started out as largely a news and information tool has turned into this connection tool uh, for those out there. So thanks again for telling these stories and sharing your advice. It's been great to hear. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed what you heard from this episode and want to check out others, find Culture Comes and Cocktails on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And when you do, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. This has been Culture Comms and Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. 
Thanks for listening.